0: Back on the X Fifty Two podcast. It is Friday, December eighth. Second pot of the day, we got a Ravens preview out, but uh, some significant news has come through for the Baltimore Orioles for the first time in a couple months. Called a meeting of the uh, the five families here. We got the five man weave going. My name is Jake Luke. I'm joined by Taylor, by Spenny, by Brian, by Eric, Eric Rubenstein, as the uh, the name list down there uh, on the on the little box there. If you're watching on YouTube, we got uh, a full house to Discuss the massive seismic news uh, in, you know, Baltimore Orioles country right now that uh, Craig Kimbrell has signed for one year, $13 Going to be uh, the closer for 2024. Eric, your thoughts?
1: I think it's fine. I think it's a perfectly fine move. Like, you know, he's not prime Kimbrell, obviously, but, you know, he's, he's going to turn 36 during the season. <clears throat> Sorry, excuse me. He has plenty left in the bank. Strikes out a ton of guys doesn't walk that many guys fly ball pair. So he gives up his fair share of home runs, but hopefully the wall that I think all of you guys are coming around to finally. Um, I think you guys will, will, will um, see that, that home run number drop. And like, I, obviously my mentions were phillies like, you're fucking hate this, this John. Like he, he blew the playoffs for us, blah, blah, blah. So you look at his numbers, I think he had two bad outings in that, And that obviously again, it's the less uh, not not a great time to have a, a bad outing, but you know, in the a- NLDS against the Diamondbacks, he he wasn't great in two of those outings. But during the regular season, he was good. I mean, he's he's a perfectly fine pitcher. And again, I had some guy coming at me being like, Well, when he blows a save, I'm gonna laugh at your face. And it's like, but buddy, I hate to tell you this. He's going to blow a save. He's gonna blow multiple saves. Everybody does. That's it's baseball. Like, it's just how it's gonna happen. Like no one is perfect. He's not, he's not Gagne. He's not Britain. Like just doesn't happen. He's going to give up home runs. They're going to lose a game because of him. And it's fine. Like get this football mentality out of your head, which like every game is such this do or die thing. But I think he's perfectly capable and fine in the role that he's going to be in. Again, they say he's expected to close. Tommy Hunter was expected to close in 2014 too. We know how that turned out with Britain. Um, And again, we're not hoping for that, you know, for him to be bad and they take him out. But who knows what's gonna happen? They may go closer by committee. They could do throw Yanir Cano in there, they could throw DL Hall in there, they could throw Tyler Wells in there, CNL Perez. Like they're they have tons of arms in this bullpen. And I still think they need an arm or two, another one. But I'm fine with the move. Again, it's 13 million or 12 million dollars this year. He's a 13 million dollar team option next year and a one million dollar buyout. I, I think it's a perfectly fine move. He's a great veteran to have. He's been around. All he does is make the playoffs and is on winning teams every single year. Like there were people who were very upset at this. I will be upset if this is the move of the off season. I will say that I, I, I want it to be a move. I don't want it to be the move. So again, if they keep and, and the rumor, I mean, you know, you're seeing the Orioles attached to like starting pitching, starting pitching, starting pitching. And it's not from like local guys It's from national people. So I think something is, is, you know, going to happen eventually, but I'm fine with the move. I am I'm, I'm perfectly okay with Craig Kimbrell. Again, he's going to, he's going to lose them a game. He's going to blow some saves, but, I think he's going to be more good than bad, and I, I think uh, I think they could have done a lot worse than uh, than adding Craig Kimbrell to uh, to their bullpen.
0: Love the uh, love the analysis there. Another little quick thing we wanted to hit on uh, a potential change in ownership on the horizon. Any thoughts on that? Boy
2: did boy did RDT not sense your sarcasm there?
1: Yeah, no, that was uh, <laughs> I wasn't expecting the fool thing.
2: Like, I mean, that you was talk, a... no,
1: you you were talking about Kimbrel, so I was like, all right, we'll do Kimbrel first. That's fine. Oh.
3: Hey, everybody makes mistakes. Everybody has those days. Sometimes uh, I'm in a jam. Yeah. I've got to make a plan. It Jenna
0: Kramer, just, just not,
4: I do not, it not anyway. that Are oh, oh, we We're we going oh, no, to this no. now.
0: We're burying the lead even further. We're take dumping more dirt on the lead. Can we mute him?
4: Can we mute him? Eh, whatever. Eh, whatever. I don't really I get would, it, guys. No, you,
3: you, yeah. said, you said nobody's perfect about Craig Kimbrell. That's the name of the song by Hannah Montana. And then you come at me, Eric. How dare you?
0: Good no, song, Spanning. No, you know, yeah, no, We're all over okay, the place. Okay. This okay. is this is wild. This is a wild start. Uh Brian, as a former player, thoughts on this Kimbrel move? He's just the kind of guy that's gonna be able to bounce back and you know fight his way through those those blown saves, isn't
4: he? I'm excited about the ownership change. I'll tell you what, man.
0: <laughs> <laughs> yeah, okay. We can get into that. Sorry for
4: you know, no some- no, I mean I can, I can dish on it. Yeah, it's Okay. Is he better than Cano as a closer? I don't know who the heck knows, but is it better to have two people of that caliber or one, two, our bullpen got better. So stop whining. That's my okay. take. Stop,
0: stop whining. That is his take. But yes, yep. I, I, I was He's having one there. As better Eric's... than
4: ben Baker. So.
1: hopefully, hopefully yeah. uh, Jacob Webb, Keegan, Keegan, that's the thing. It's like I tweeted that yesterday. The better than it was two days ago. Yes. that's That's all you need to worry about. That's literally all you need to worry about. So.
0: Eric got a little bit of a John Rom Fox News S connection going on with some of this. So some of that's getting lost in the wash, but it's okay. Um, but yeah, I mean ownership change. I want to throw it to the guy in the, the top right corner here if you're watching on YouTube, who had this scoop over a year ago and I know it's ready to dance in the end zone a little bit. Spenny, what are you what are you thinking?
3: I mean, I just had somebody contact me before we joined Exit 52 and they gave me so much information and I was just able to deduce a certain family that it was from, not the Angelos, but another. No, notorious Greek Baltimore family. For those who ah, know what that. Not means. the Minardakis family. No, no, no,
0: not certainly not. Or the Larico's yes. family. Almost close. Oh wow! Okay, uh, we're getting somewhere then.
3: There you go. But uh, somebody came in and it was just randomly gave me so much out of nowhere, and I was like, I don't cover the Orioles really, but that's interesting. I'll put it out there. And then there was a rumor. So what happened? I think on eleven seventeen, no, this November, one of my buddies' cousins works pretty high up in the Orioles box office and stuff. Co- buddy's cousin. They actually share – well, actually, I'm not going to say it. Buddy's cousin. Buddy cousin. This is the ultimate, by
0: the way, this is the ultimate like when you say like you have a source and then, say, oh, yeah, my source is my, my dad's, you know, friend who works at EA and he can get me mad and early. That's that's kind of the vibe I'm getting right now. But he, hey, just to be clear, I believe you. That's just the vibe. He,
3: d- he just texted us and was like, oh, my God, we just sold to the Carlisle group. And we we're like, what? And then we deduced that he ended up getting it, off, I think, off a message board or someone or something. Um, but then the person that told me last year came back and was like, yeah, this seems like it's pretty legit. And what I ended up getting today on it was that it had to be disclosed because it has reached a point where it had to legally be disclosed to the minority owners who do hold first right of refusal on the sale and to the MLB as well. So in its infancy, what I was told specifically that I'm allowed to say on it from this person was that it is fluid. It's in the early stages. and It's serious enough that it had to be disclosed, but it's still in the early stages. And it just coincided with everything they had told me before. So I was like, okay, all right, you didn't didn't burn me here. And yeah, we're going to be eating corned beef in celebration of my fellow chosen Rubenstein, hopefully taking over the Baltimore Orioles, someone who has wanted to get into baseball ownership for a long time, floated around about the Nationals, Uh, There are some rumors matriculating that he is wealthy enough to not need a group of investors and that his plan specifically is that he could maybe buy the Orioles and not need a group, so to speak. And the Orioles are not the most valuable franchise in baseball. So I think that makes a, if that's his idea that he wants to come in, do it his way, not have a board and, be able to do it the way he wants to do it, then the Orioles are probably a prime candidate for it for a team. That's state government is in and ready to dish out some dollars and build up the greater Camden area around Utah street, which it's what Orioles fans have wanted. I mean, our entire lives, we wanted this our entire lives for a change of ownership. And it's pretty funny to me and I'll pass it off after this, but I just think it's hysterical. I've always in my mind, just, handshaked in my mind between the P- Angelos family and Dan Snyder. Yep. And for both of them to get out of this area in, and ha- who knows, who knows what's going to happen. It's not final yet, but for them to both get out of this area that quickly and hopefully pass hands onto more professional, less involved people or groups or whatever you want to call it would just be a godsend for so many fans. Obviously we, we tilt towards Ravens, but Washington, Baltimore getting rid of those two and washing their hands of them and being on the up and up would be fantastic for so many people. And it's a great day to hear that news getting broken fully and legitimized.
0: Yeah. Push through onto Bloomberg today. Kind of, I mean, quietly, it just sort of came out uh, a short blog by Gillian Tan, 157 Eastern, uh, headlined Carlisle's Rubenstein is in talks to acquire Baltimore Orioles. Uh, Carlisle Group Incorporated co-founder David Rubenstein is in talks to acquire Major League Baseball's Baltimore Orioles, according to people with knowledge of the matter. Rubenstein is among suitors pursuing a transaction, said one of the people, all of whom requested anonymity, discussing confidential information. Nothing has been finalized and talks may still fall apart, the people said. And then they have a footnote or I guess kind of a uh, a note on the lead that said his net worth $4.6 He's a Baltimore native, Taylor, a dupe guy. Thoughts on all of this?
2: Well, it's interesting that the Rubenstein family has rebounded since the failure of Medellin. That's. Yeah.
0: Really I a- mean, that was the first <laughs> thing I was thinking of. You got to think Nikki's yeah. going to get in there and it's going to, he's going to be the next John Angel
2: uh, Yeah. So that, that can be very interesting uh, to see how he's related. No, I mean, I think, I think Spenny summed it up pretty well. I mean, I, you know, there has always been um, the want for, from the majority, I would say of fans for the ownership to change hands. Um, just based on, at least in recent years, there obviously is a time when Peter Angelos and the Angelos family initially purchased the team where there was a huge investment in player contracts, the nineties being the, the prime example of that um, those playoff teams had huge payrolls. Um, and then since then they've, they've gone about it a different way and there's been a lot of lean years. So I think most would say that a seemingly wealthier ownership group that maybe has more ambition for the club on the field. And then with the areas surrounding Camden yards and things like that is obviously a positive, um, you know, it's never it, oh, new ownership is always great until it's not like it's always the promise of something great until it isn't. So you hope that, you know, it doesn't go that direction. Um, but it's pretty fascinating. I mean, this this obviously surrounds all of the consternation over the past few weeks about um, and really heated up this week at the winter meetings about the lease of Camden Yards and potentially them going month by month and things like that um, after clearly what happened. At Camden Yards with Westmore and John Allen just was totally performative, um, and it even seemed performative in the moment to like announce that that way and then not um, sign something. But I think that Spenny takes a call. What, what is going on here? Is this like <laughs> <laughs> it's on the phone for like a minute? Um, and look, I I, 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 don't, I have no knowledge, so I'm I'm just claiming that that's. But it's it's just bizarre that that happened, and then now they're down this way. So clearly there's some give and take, and there's not a million threads of information out there. So we're all doing a bunch of speculation here, but um, it's definitely fascinating that it's now reached this point because we've never really gotten to this point, even with the idea that over the past decade, the Angelos family, considering how it seemed they felt about running the team, just based on like the overall actions and the fact that, you know, Peter Angelos is declining health and the feud, like it made, it felt like it made sense for them to get this out of their family, like sell it. There's no better time to sell a professional sports team right now. I mean, even an Orioles team that, you know, it's a nice stadium, it's in a small market, it, the TV thing's not huge. Like, there's no better time. It, franchise values are at an all-time high everywhere. You see what NBA teams go for right now, even Major League Baseball, which, you know, there's – maybe no better time to get out of now because of what's going on with the TV rights and the Orioles own their network. So it's probably never, it's probably gonna just going to continue to decline in value, not increase theoretically. Um, so it just felt like this has been coming and it just, there's never really been any concrete information announced here. And that's exciting for fans. I don't know really much about David Rubenstein, Baltimore native, as you said um, it's private equity. So certainly oodles of cash involved um, with that. And I don't think, and what's, honestly exciting on the field if this actually goes through and there's tons of moving parts with you know ownership so it's as like this guy's gonna buy the team overnight but what they've set up now in the baseball operations and how much we've praised it and what they've done to get someone willing to infuse cash into free agencies if you can get that person you're 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 golden i mean they have all of the infrastructure set to win right now without really any investment into free agents if you got someone to buy the team and just continue to let Mike Elias do his job and say, Hey Mike, now it's time to, you know, resign the young guys long-term now it's time to go out and get that free agent pitcher. That maybe you didn't have the money for, I mean, now you're, now you're cooking. So it's fascinating. And the stadium thing makes it even more fascinating. Um, and we could go on about that for a long time, but um, yeah, I mean, it's, it was, it, as you said, Jake, very casually dropped. Um, and <laughs> And very interesting, considering all of the players are in Nashville right now, um, at the winter meetings. A Hotel with the Maryland Terrapins will be in a few weeks, but that I digress. So it's it's very uh, it's it's fascinating stuff. It's it's and it, honestly, the other thing that's nice, Baltimore native means you take away some of those concerns about buying a team that doesn't have a long term lease locked in and then moving that team away. I think that is a that you know if this was like some if this was Josh Harris buying this team here like he just bought the commanders, not moving the commanders, obviously, you'd be like, oh, no, like, yeah, where's this team going, potentially?
0: Yeah, um, and that's kind of, like, that's one of the comparisons to make, obviously, is Josh Harris, and, like, that's, you mentioned all the reasons why it could be different, because, you know, he takes over, and the Snyder era, I mean, that was more disastrous than anything with the Angelos. I know we complain a lot, and it has been a tough run, but Dan Snyder, I, I, I think that guy is in a league of his own as far as bad owners go, and Josh Harris, he takes over with, you know, this fifth round pick and Sam Howell, who's looked plucky at quarterback, but they weren't they weren't ever going to really do anything this year. That's kind of bearing out now. It's much more more of a long term thing. This team is built to win right now. and If you start infusing some cash into the payroll and uh, sort of make some improvements on the on the diamond kind of between the lines, like that's all it's really going to take. And all that's going to take is money. So that's an interesting part of it. And the private equity thing you mentioned, but the fact that he has roots in the area, that's very much encouraging because. You can see it at times. And when I think private equity, you know, you know, the hairs on the back of my neck stand up sometimes. And, you know, you think of barbarians at the gate and like all the like different, you know, kind of examples throughout history of that being a bad thing, one of which being another comparison you can make, which would be David Tepper, who walked into Carolina and is burning the Panthers to the ground right now. But I guess we'll have to see and hear from David Rubenstein if something does happen to see if he would compare to a David Tepper who seems like he thinks he's the smartest guy in every room that he walks into, and you know, well that he should in some respects because of his business acumen. But it's not always a one-to-one translation. But overall, I mean, if it does work out like we hope it does, and he comes in and he just lets Elias work and gives him the uh, requisite, uh, you know, money to uh, go out and spend uh, spend on some groceries, that's obviously the uh, the best case scenario. And at this point, I think everyone's just ready for a change no matter what. And they're willing to roll the dice and see if that is ultimately how it's going to work out. And uh, it it certainly does excite me a lot. Brian, I know I've had a little fun with you there to begin with, but if you want to uh, want to (laughs) spend a little bit on your thoughts, go for it.
4: Yeah. I mean, my first thought is, is, you know, part of what Taylor said there, it's, you know, we go from having a championship window here that we're already at the front end of, but you kind of look further out and it's like. We've really got four or five years here where we're trying to, you know, make all the pieces fit. All the guys are young and affordable enough. You start to be able to resign those guys and go out and get the complimentary pieces, and it's like you start you start thinking about the D word, you know. And we haven't even won one, let well, alone gotten to you know World Series or anything here. But you start thinking real, real big ideas there. Um, so it's it's really hard to wrap your head around because we're just so accustomed to just. Not doing anything whatsoever to supplement. Uh, I mean, it's just been terrible. And I think Spenny kind of said, "Hey, you don't. You want to get somebody here who's not involved per se." I invite. I invite David Rubenstein to get involved. Get very involved, please. Like, no, don't don't meddle. But get get that cash in there and give it to Elias and let's get rolling here, baby. Like it's all there in front of us the runway's there pay our guys lock them up long term and let's feast
0: yeah you're not having to like tear down a fedex field and restart right you've got the best ballpark in mlb arguably you're good there got a lot of good partnerships with people in the area i mean the naming rights to the stadium are still kind of just out there i mean like who knows if somebody would come in and infuse cash that way a lot of different aspects, but I mean, Spenny, we were talking in the group chat as you uh, rejoined here. You had to do a little uh, Adam Schefter take a call and uh, duck out of the studio there. But and uh, I'll throw it to Eric on this one, but it's almost it almost kind of felt like a piece on the chessboard moving there, going back to it leaking through Bloomberg because we talked a little bit in the chat about all the cash infusions that Angelus has kind of been demanding from the state a little bit here, and all the weirdness that goes on with them announcing the lease agreement prematurely and now all of a sudden it's not even a, a lead pipe block at this point we're approaching this uh, self-imposed deadline which who knows what's going to happen but as of right now they won't be tenants in a month in camden yards and is this rubenstein's camp saying like hey we're going to leak this through bloomberg and you're going to stop driving this price up on it and we're going to come in and make our purchase eric are you kind of conspiratorial in that regard and how you're looking at all of this or are you just kind of like still processing everything
1: Kind of still processing it, but that, that makes a lot of sense where again, maybe these talks have been going on and I'm sure they have for like months and months and months. And it may have gotten to a point where, where, you know, Rubenstein is like, you know what? Fuck this. I'm not messing with this. You know, if this guy wants to keep doing this, I'll just go, I'll I'll just take it myself. Like we got it from here. You know, little man, just, we got it. And, and just went to Bloomberg and, and like you were saying, how it just kind of dropped out of thin air today. I'm on the phone at work and I get a text. I, I, I get a tweet first, and it's like, "What do you know about this?" And I look at it, and then I look at my phone, and and our friend of the program is texting me, and said, "Did you see this?" And so I was like, "Wait, what? Wh- what have I missed in the last three minutes since I last updated Twitter?" So again, it just out of nowhere came, and 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 you know, again, the the full article and and dropped, and people started going nuts. And when I, I mean, I must have gotten between texts and dms like 10 or 12 being like is this real is this, is this legitimate and my first thought was like this isn't through deadspin this isn't through like the the, the howard county time isn't or first so. you know? yeah yeah like this is a, like bloomberg i mean it's about it's it's as legit as it gets like i was like this is like this has to be like we have to be decently far along in this process where it's like hey we feel okay publishing this and you know the, the information we have is, is very accurate and, and this we're just gonna get out. So I mean I'm as I'm about as pumped as anyone. Again, it's like I've also like I sent that tweet out being like, guys, let's we're having fun on Twitter right now, but like we also need to pump the brakes because you're dealing with the Angeloses and God knows, you know, what what they could do or or you know, I, I, I don't know. But I was like, let's we're having fun, but let's kind of pump the brakes and you know, if this thing is really going then 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 we'll go in a little bit. But just because, again, you just don't know what's going to happen. It's two lawyers arguing, and and uh, you know who knows. But I'm I'm very excited at the thought of it. Um, you said that fresh blood kind of getting in here uh, again. A guy from there, Baltimore, who's in Bethesda. Um, I, I'm perfectly okay with overlooking everything at Duke for right now. Like I'm, I have no problems doing that. Put my Duke bias aside. Um, I, I, moves, I welcome it. Yeah. And Brian, Brian, I, I, I'm with you. Like like in Spenny, you weren't here for it, but Brian talked about how you said you know you don't really want an owner to to what, what you you said metal brian is that
4: the word yeah i think like spencer kind of suggested like okay he said metal as hell designer, he thinks the like, whole thing
0: is metal as hell is what he was saying
4: yeah it's fucking right on brother um <laughs> no just get involved be very involved i mean not metal level but like just get involved taylor bring i know, know you book, maybe like, i know you have that
0: tech book. Taylor had some concerns with the Bloomberg report because of the uh tangential associations with our guy Minnie Mike. Any comment? <laughs>
2: the only thing no, the only thing I was gonna say actually about Bloomberg, it's funny you pointed me there, is this guy has two shows on Bloomberg, David Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So like the dots are pretty easy to connect in terms of where he or his camp would drop a story. I mean that I mean those are the easiest dots that have ever been connected. Um, which I think obviously points back to a thought that it's like, all right, we need to Get this out of the public in some sort of negotiated negotiation fashion, um, which is pretty fascinating. Um, to then try to like parse through why that would be, whether it's like what you said, Jake, where he's trying to jack the price on I mean, the those angel side is trying to jack the price up, and it's like, well, you know, here it is now there's public pressure, and now this is out there. And now and I do want
3: to, I
0: sorry to cut you off, I do want to. to double click on that and through Spenny, cause he's our resident kind of tinfoil hat wearing guy. What do, you, what do you think about like the whole driving up the pressure theory?
3: I don't think that's it. I think they legally had to disclose the point that they've gotten to. So mm-hmm. I don't think that's it. And this, this is the tinfoil hat part. The first time I heard Carlisle group was because on a Mets private message board, someone said they had heard, this was what it happened on eleven seventeen this year when everything started you know, spinning last month was that it was the Carlisle group and that the Angelos family, the sons have wanted to sell for a long time. The other part that we know is that when Peter does pass the inheritance tax is going to hammer the Angelos family and they can get more debt. They can acquire more debt. They can create more cash. What like they have plenty of vehicles to do so. It just feels like those guys have tra- been trying to prop this up with duct tape and stilts as cheaply as possible for as long as possible, and this is the perfect storm. They have Gunnar Henderson. They have Adley Rushman. The team just won the East. They just won 100 games. They just secured a minimum of $600 million from the state of Maryland for renovations. They have a governor who's bought in. This is the time to sell, and if that's true and they want to sell, they ha- it's not going to get better than this. So mm-hmm. I think that the one part of it that's interesting is that the quote unquote lease agreement, it was a, what, what, what was the correct term for what they did at the, um, um, fuck, what is it? It was like a
0: framework or yeah, a frame, framework.
3: the framework, they've agreed upon a framework for an agreement. That is an, I think that's an Angelos masterclass. I think he got him and West, the state of Maryland, basically to go hold hands at an Orioles game and say, yay, everybody it's over. And then I felt like an idiot. I feel like an idiot in that part because there were the people, there were the Orioles fans, there were the talking heads that were like, that doesn't mean shit. And lo and behold, they were right. It doesn't mean a thing. It was word salad. It wasn't a lease agreement. It was a frame. They've agreed on the framework. All right, like Eric and I can agree on the framework to go to Delia Foley's tomorrow night, but we might not actually fucking go.
0: <laughs> to, so, to, to make right, it comparison, a the, the PGA Tour and the Public Investment Fund had a framework agreement six months ago
1: at this point and it's still- it, Exactly here you know what it is it's a memorandum of understanding an mou that's what it is and and again
3: understanding upon the framework to upon which for the two could have a could have a lease agreement in place so i think that peter angelos has been a shrewd tactician in maximizing the funds that he is going to secure from the state of maryland and i would wager that Rubenstein and the Carlisle group and his group and whoever else, whatever group is involved or solo or not. I bet that pays out. I bet those talks are the more funding you get from the state, the less I have to pay that has to help Peter Angelos and the Angelos family in the sale price in some capacity. The more that is not a part of that, the more that Angelos probably gets probably pays like $2 for every $3 he gets from the state or something like that. So, you know, that that's me reading a little too deep maybe, but I would imagine that this is almost a third party negotiation from Rubenstein through Angelos to the state. If it's gotten this far where they had to disclose things. And if the person who told me that stuff, everything they've said is right. A group of local investors. That's where he's from. He's from Baltimore. He's a local investor, all those things. So if everything he's told me is true, they had to disclose it at this point. It has gotten that serious. And you know, this is what happened with the commanders down the street earlier this year. You know, it's not the exact same thing, but it's relatively similar. And Josh Harris put in his bid and every my I have friends that are, you know, pessimistic, lifelong commanders, Washington fans, whatever. And they're like, well, that doesn't mean anything. I bet it's going to fall through. And PFT did the whole thing of like, oh my mm-hmm. God, is it going to fall through? So I feel like there's a really solid shot, especially because it's the perfect storm that it is simply Angelos squeezing as much juice as he can today now from the state for basically more of a memorandum of an agreement of a framework on selling the team. And that was all a bunch of words out. And I bet Westmore and the state of Maryland feel like you son of a gun, you freaking snake oil salesman. They probably see everything through now and maybe they knew, maybe they didn't whatever. But I honestly, If I'm ever going to commend Angelos on one thing, it's I think he's driving a shrewd negotiation right now with the state of Maryland. I think he's got them up against the wall. I think they're probably like, oh my God, this new guy's coming in. How much control are we going to lose? We want to be involved with this. Is this going to be more difficult? Is this going to be less? So I imagine they would like to button something up and I think Angelos can probably get to a let's get this done number from the state of Maryland. 600 was supposed to be the number. Maybe it's 750, Maybe whatever it is. But I think the state of Maryland, the Congress, everything is like, We got to get this done. Like we're public perception is bad. This is becoming a social issue that is pissing off a lot of Marylanders. We need to have a get it done number.
0: Yeah. And like another not one to one comparison, but 40 years ago, we had a football team here and the state and specifically the city government really just drove a hard bargain first against Rosenblum and then against Ursae and Ursae was not easy to deal with. And I know that that was probably going to blow up in their face either way but they just would not renovate the stadium. They would not give him a new stadium. And ultimately he just washed his hands of it and he left. And that would not happen in this situation regardless, I don't think, but I think, you know, things just get passed down through generations and you can't afford to lose a public trust like this. So I don't know. That's about 30 minutes. We got there on uh, two paragraphs written on Bloomberg this morning, not a whole lot of information to deal with, but I think we gave some good takes uh, going through it all. Uh, any final thoughts from anyone on all this?
1: Uh I, I just, the whole thing with the lease about the people being like, Oh my God, 1231, 1231. They're not going anywhere. That's what I I think. Like people do need to understand that. Like, it's not like on, on January 1st, the Orioles are going to be like out looking at baseball fields with a first sale sign. They're going to, they're going to move into your house.
0: Right. That's what you said.
1: I, I offered it. I said, they can stay here if they want. That's fine. I got, I got, we got room. It's fine. But like, that's the thing. It's like, they're, they're going to be involved. They're not going anywhere. Like I said, they're going to do this little like month by month thing. Then they're going to finally come to an agreement and it's going to be Wes Moore and John Angelos like jerking each other off being like, we knew we were going to get it. We were, you know, they're going to do the, the press conferences with the guns and drugs on the table, shaking hands, smiling, being like, Checking we always table. knew we were going to do this. And so that's, a, it's like, People are going to freak out, and and there's nothing to freak out about. Like, obviously, thing there are things moving behind the scenes that obviously we now know some of them. Um, but again, it's just it's like so. Don't freak out on on December 31st on New Year's Eve, like when when you know they're like, oh, they're not going to come to an agreement tonight, blah blah blah. People because people are going to go nuts, and and they're going to say like, there we go, there's the Orioles, they're going to move, like going down to Nashville. So that that thing. Um, back to the back to real quick. Back to the getting the owner involved. I'm with you, Brian. Like I want my guy. What's the I, what's the the Mets owner's name? Why can't I think He's of his name? Cohen. Uncle Steve.
0: Inspiration, I want, for, uh, I want, inspiration for Bobby Axelrod on billions.
1: I want Uncle David on a flight to Japan, like Uncle Stevie was, to meet with the you know with Yamamoto. That's what I want. Like th- that's the stuff where I want my owner to get involved. Not John Angelo sitting down at Saratoga Springs or Nashville or whatever, like kicking his size five feet up. Damn like it. get involved like that and and again just mix it up so I, I'm with you there Brian I, I I'm I wanted them to get involved Um, and then damn it did I have one Eric just re-
3: you're just ready to unload all everything in the chamber now that you think yeah, you were unloading gonna, the clip em- empty, no the gap. Gap. empty
0: the gat empty the gat on us let, let us feel As it I said
3: it, it was
1: a tough week for people who said that I was on the Angelus payroll we'll say that well
0: I think I think we all know that I'm not even going down that route
2: <laughs> the the only thing I the only thing I was gonna add to, to end. And to to expand off Spenny's point of in terms of how this is now being negotiated, like historically when you watch these things happen, ownership always has so much leverage over whatever town or state or city that they are negotiating against because no one wants the team to move. And so you always are coming from a position of power. And John Angelus feels like he just is continuing to consolidate that negotiating power um, with kind of how he's played it. So, to also go to what your point already was, it would be shocking if this team obviously moved in any way or wasn't playing in Camden Yards so here. Like that's happening. It's just a question of how much can the, Angel- the Angelo's family is going to come out no matter what happens in a position of strength. Either they're gonna, you know, this team's gonna sell for it's what valued at like one point six, which means it'll probably sell for like two point three or two point four billion. So you're either getting that, or I you guess you're keeping the team and you're probably gonna get a super. Um, you know, beneficial lease agreement or whatever it may be, just because you, you, you have the position of power. The team always does because no mayor and no governor or whatever wants to deal with a beloved team
3: getting moved. How, how big of a joke would it be if Westmore, like Westmore's legacy as governor is immediately in the gutter. If he just did this whole framework thing and has made so many promises about
2: building up that area and for that to fall it's virtually impossible. I and at least fun. at this point it's not as if like the Orioles are asking for a new stadium to build with like giant amounts of taxpayer money. It's not like one of those situations where you can win the public relations battle. They're
3: trying to build up a
2: major kind yeah. of sore spot, yeah. of and the Ravens should be a great A bunch of state money. So it's like, it's already sort of happening in, you know, it's and, just the, a Ravens have, that and the
0: Ravens have accepted it all right off the bat. And i like, if you're in, or if you're a mayor or a stakeholder dealing with all of this, it's like, Hey man, whatever we got to do to like, stop having to deal with John Angelus on this and just wash our hands of it. We'll, we'll help you do that. We'll take the it's hit pretty right fascinating. Now, like, and I'm that. fascinated.
2: Sorry. I'm fascinated to see how much of it continues to come out publicly. Like yeah. this, Kind of dropping. It's now going to be interesting to see like what are the sort of like place stories and information that's given Um, because that's what that was today. Obviously, Spenny's probably right. They like had to put it out, but when it was dropped, where it's dropped, like all this stuff is very tactical. So I'm well, interested to well, see now how that can use to drip out. When's the next big holiday that that Angelus can
1: hold a press conference on so that he can't answer questions <laughs> about it? Like he's going to he's going to do Christmas, something Christmas. on like Christmas. Yeah, Christmas. Uh, like, Say Hanukkah.
0: Yeah, it's Hanukkah right now.
1: Jesus. Right? yeah Shalom brothers but what what if what if what if Angelo sold and then went and bought the Nats how great would that be' that would be I mean that would be what a, what a twist of fate that would be I that would love be that. that'd be yeah. so fun. fantastic yeah. Can you imagine
3: oh Lord Brian I would have uh, nothing but respect for him for the rest of my life
1: yeah, yeah like if he's like well I you know what actually I do want to own a baseball team and he's like come on over Nats
3: thanks
4: little no thoughts uh the Pats just march right down the field on the Steelers. Oh, I can't man. believe I'm missing that. Yeah, uh, Pittsburgh has uh, sticks in the house tonight. Oh, really? Good run. Yeah, Only I love that I freaking love that double, triple, quadruple renegade tonight.
1: Yeah, Ooh. a live renegade is live better than double. Will, will, they, will
0: they play it while, while play is going on like they do in the fourth quarter? They're just going to, like, wheel the band out to the middle of the field, and the Patriots will be trying to drive and, they're like, get out of the way, Sticks. Belichick um, will, yeah. like, have
1: his, like, beanie half on his head, like, waving them off the field. Do, like, doing like this
4: cowl, like, grabbing get him. out of here. Him. Yeah. Yeah. By the way, um Little Birdie told me New Year's Eve, Ravens, Dolphins. Ray Ray, legend of the game. Woo! He's going to be in the building. Breaking
0: news. Oh. Breaking news. I will not be in the building. Uh, wedding that night, hit that for so you. You guys are handling. You guys are handling that. Uh, hopefully, I'm the fucking.
2: Old. I just want
3: to say, I'm the fucking king. This is my second hammer that has hit in the first drive of a game in a row. We were Christian talking Kirk, about this. Christian Kirk played one series and hit my hammer. Juju Smith-Schuster one series already hit. I'm the fucking king.
1: By the way, did you see Steve Smith doing the sideline today? Yeah, with the Ravens
4: gloves on, he's that's unbelievable. Great. That's great. That, that's he's hilarious.
1: Love that. Very funny, very funny. And we,
4: Ring of Honor, Smith. I like it. No, yeah, I
2: could see that. I like it. I
4: mean, he's, he's,
1: like, he's a vibe. He's a
2: vibe. in the Ring of Honor. Yeah, somebody, yeah, some, some team is gonna perfect <laughs> the like ring of people we just like. Somebody should just do that. Like, I love your Ring every, of Honor. Just like a bunch of people, just like ah, I yeah, like,
4: like, ring of, like uh, that guy was just. Yeah, Ernest, Ernest,
0: Ernest Biner, a fine human being, and obviously great. Like he's sure. always the example of like Ernest fucking Biner's in there. What are we doing? Let's get Anquan Bolden in there. Let's get Steve Smith in there if we want to. I'm fine with it. It doesn't doesn't mean anything. Just get these guys. Appreciate these guys while they're still around. You know, you got to do that. All right. Any any last thoughts on this before we move into segments?
2: Just um, to, I, just I will add one more thing about Kimbrel because we t- we touched on it very briefly. I want to just agree with RDT and Banks when they say, like, why is anybody upset about this? I mean, they, they spent one more year for him deal. than they did. They Kyle have a one-year deal. They have no payroll. This It doesn't impact their ability to do literally anything with any other player in the league. Like, why are you mad? He's good. Yeah, They signed a good player.
0: Yeah, and that's what they spent on Kyle. I just don't <laughs> understand. I don't
2: understand this. I don't understand so people are so
3: miserable. Yeah, Stop be. being miserable. Stop yeah. being miserable. You know, Felix Stop Bautista miserable. is not a factor. Like, they they had to do something, so they got an experienced closer. Even it's, if he even if he has a fucking five ERA, whatever. They got an experienced closer. By the you way, know, there, he I, I heard
0: you. Uh, I heard you throw the the John in there in your yeah, in, uh, yeah. your initial analysis of all this. You're gonna hate this, John. Yeah,
1: but well, you no, no
0: again, like you're human beings. But.
1: They had they had to do the move, and it was either Kimbrel. Or it was going to Chapman, probably. You know, again, is that is that a, a, a thing that we want to go down? Is that a road that we want to go down? Like, No, I like Kimber, and, you know, know. By
0: the, I like Kimber already, vibes-wise. He's sitting there. He's got the Orioles hat on. He's got the stuff on his bookcase, the Orioles stuff. So. The
2: graphics that he tweeted out was electric. Awful. Awful. Yeah. That electric. was the worst graphic of all time. It's great.
1: an orange hat with the Phillies patch on the side. Yeah, it's You're amazing. Like, dude, you got it, Nick. You got to get someone to to do this. He's the I ninety five king.
0: He he's just he's blazing his way down I ninety five. But all right, I guess that's yeah, all we got.
1: All he does our, is play on good teams. Like yeah, why do you yeah. not want? It? So,
0: we we know him well here. Listen, we all know him very well from his time in Boston. And you know what? You're right, Taylor. Don't freak out. It's just not a needle mover one way or the other. But okay, that's it. That that is it on our Orioles talk. Running on the forty minute mark here, Taylor. I'm going to turn it over to you. You want to run us through some segments? What do we got tonight?
2: uh sure let's do um do let's do nick Cater medley let's do a five a five person nick Kater medley maryland person of the week okay um who do you want to start with uh banks let's see if you've got somebody ready down there
4: why well, you got to i knew I'll, I'll, yeah. i will go just I will, doing it's becoming right a bit there, no like... it's
2: becoming a bit to give it to you when you clearly have no idea who you're gonna say is becoming a bit
3: <laughs> yeah you
1: go picking ahead. on the kid who you're picking on the kid who doesn't know how to read in, in class that you're popcorn yeah. and kid i was that have kid. Read
2: in class. i was that kid so i i can <laughs> i can relate to that rt go ahead
1: i'm i'm giving mine to and i don't think we talked about it last week and it's kind of a niche thing but surviving barstool has been fantastic i know me me jake and spenny have been blowing up the group chat ruining probably numerous episodes for taylor and brian yeah, i don't
4: talk to you guys I, anymore it I, is, I haven't
2: yeah i i when it when it's when i'm getting texts every like Five seconds in that group chat, I just don't even look at it because I know exactly. Brian well, actually
4: sent me a,
0: a screenshot of his uh, checking account. It was like eight dollars in there, so he he actually can't afford to, to
2: actually
4: sure.
1: it's
3: too sure. short to buy it. Yeah,
1: yeah. <laughs> it's just it's,
4: it's been up. so good. My Venmo's and, open for the record.
1: <laughs> I don't a Survivor guy I watched like whatever episode or whatever season. Um, what's her name now? She's married to uh, Tim Hasselbeck's brother. I watched when she was on because she was hot like this is like 2002 but so I don't watch a show at all but yeah yeah what was her name before though I mean she wasn't obviously they they
0: they usually only say first names and then maybe you'll get a last name if they're like an iconic player I am a survivor guy so or at least I was um I watched the
1: child song or the show
0: uh both actually actually those are bangers and then also soul survivor Akon and young Jeezy another know
1: that song yeah, yeah yeah. But, uh, yeah,
0: yeah. Big Survivor guy. I remember watching the first season actually with Richard Hatch with my parents, and then just kind of grew up with it through the uh, through the two thousands. Russell Hanson icon. Uh, jt and icon and yeah i i definitely fell away from it like over the course of the 2010s and stuff and i, I hear it's not very good now but they are kind of capturing that uh that that soul of what makes it great and it's got that that little barstool twist on it where it's just it's really funny <laughs> a lot of wild cards in there bosco and uh all, all the uh all the all the all the key, key character jerry uh is this guy on pluto uh, this guy yeah. on
1: pluto i yeah. can't That's- stop saying that i i can't yeah. I it's can't watch so I, I
0: can't stop watching the Quigs of uh, the Spanish edit of that. Uh,
1: <laughs> Yo soy Jerry. Yo soy Jerry. <laughs> it's so good. It's but again, if, if you if, if you have if you if you're not going to watch it again, I think it comes on like a week after next Wednesday. I think they're all on there. 100% worth the watch. They're like an hour. I think the first one's like an hour and a half long. Um I'll probably rewatch it. It's just so good. It's it's so good. And yeah, sounds like they got plans to uh, keep it running,
0: right. expand it too. So, it's good. I said they got. I got text. They got to do a satellite blogger season and get you, oh, you, you, you <laughs> clowns in there.
1: I was gonna say. I was like, I got a text cool from someone gone. saying that Banks and I should. I'm not gonna remember what. It was. Yeah, I wonder who that was. Yeah, yeah. So, thank you, sir, for for that. But very, very good. If you're not watching it, I highly recommend watching it.
4: The first challenge I would have loved to be a part of. Yeah, they would have fun read. to do somewhere.
0: <laughs> sure.
2: Who's next? Jake, Nick Cater Medley. I'm going to go a little off the beaten
0: path. I got to go with uh, Fargo season five on FX right now. Show that uh, they kind of missed in season four, but like seasons one and two and even three to an extent, some of the best TV I've ever seen. And it's just like quietly chugged away on FX and Hulu and all that. Uh, Back for season five, it's got John Hamm. It's got uh, Juno Temple from Ted Lasso. Got Joe Keery from Stranger Things. And uh, yeah, it's just a, a really, really interesting show that's just kind of quietly been very good for like a decade. And it, 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 they always take like three years in between seasons. So it just quietly chugs along and it's back for a very good season. So that's on Hulu right now if you want to watch it, airing on Tuesday nights on FX. So check it out. It's good.
2: There you go. I've never seen an episode.
0: It's good. Each <laughs> no, season is its, own, is its own story. So you can kind of oh, just-
2: okay, so You don't have to, you can just like pick and choose.
0: I, I'd recommend watching all of it, but yeah, if you just want to jump in season five, you can. Spenny.
3: One David Rubinstein on Hanukkah. Someone had to do it. Yeah. I'm just, surprised his son. Yeah, giving out. us a little, just giving us a little off-season flavor. Everybody's complaining about Craig Kimbrell. Doesn't even fucking matter. Because we got the giant corned beef himself, the big pastrami with 293 billion in global assets managed coming down on Hanukkah like a little. Like a little fairy dreidel just to give a nice blessing so that we can see the Orioles take it to the next level. Maybe
0: he can buy Banks the uh, surviving barstool on demand. <laughs> that be great.
3: Yeah. <laughs> I forgot. Speaking,
1: speaking of him yeah. buying stuff, he bought the fucking Magna Carta. Like, he bought really? the Magna
2: Carta.
4: If you <laughs> I see didn't that. those for sale.
1: Yeah, he bought, it's not. His, everything. His bought philanthropy,
4: it
2: for- his, the philanthropy section on his Wikipedia is like a thousand words long.
1: It's like, eight, guy, you know uh, what?
0: Arlen Crow, that conservative guy, like buys all the old Civil War and like Nazi stuff. <laughs> Not us <laughs> yeah, take this, it out. This
1: that. was a
0: cool. cool uh, was a, we, oh, went, God, we right.
2: went down that road a little bit pre-show.
3: Yeah, so. oh yeah, yeah. We don't, need, <laughs> we, don't need to, we don't need to. We don't need to double-click on that. But yeah, they, it was discussed. Eric, I can just see the wheels turning. Like you're so excited to spend the next three days <laughs> just learning everything you can about David Rubenstein. Like he is—he is the <laughs> oh. pharaoh. He is the pharaoh of your world right now. You're doing he's a full. Yeah.
0: You're, you're you're doing the full podcast on him. We're doing a deep dive on David Rubenstein. All of these global assets that 4.16 that he's got sitting in his PNC checking account. We're we're doing that.
1: We, we we can do that. But real quick, too, I should have said this earlier. I got a DM. I don't want to out the guy. Um, and he said this. He's he said. So we're talking about about Rubenstein. Rubenstein. Stein. Rubenstein. I'll,
0: I'll, I'll defer brothers. to you and Spenny on that. Up to
1: you, man. He said. He said, "My kids spend a lot of times time at Hopkins Children's Center, and Rubenstein's name is all over that place." I also work in the investment world, and I've never heard a bad word about David, and that's saying something. I thought that was pretty cool. Tough world, like, tough world did not have bad
2: words said about you. That's for yeah, sure. really. That's
1: yeah, and and again, I mean, like you know, maybe anonymous donations to the to the wing of the the Hopkins Children's Center. It's just it seems like he's a it, it it's like it's almost like he's the op the the anti Angelos.
2: The, oh, well the, hopefully it's the, not a, a Ted Danson
0: situation where he does donate it anonymously and then he goes around mm. and telling everyone that he did. Maybe. Maybe. Be I, I, life,
2: that would I'm be gonna better. do some. I'm gonna do some reconnaissance around my circles to see what I can learn about Mr. Rubenstein. I'm. Sure I, I got to think
0: you've got your your the, the yeah. six degrees so of I'm separation crushed. between you and Rubenstein Taylor.
4: Not yeah, not it's pretty close. close. I, I'll, As I'll, if Taylor I'll would back. tell us what happens in those conversations. Yeah. Well, that's the problem. Is I, yeah,
2: I I simply can't discuss that. But I'm gonna do it for my own self, just not for anybody. just sitting
4: in the
0: Delta lounge, just scrolling through <laughs> the yeah. uh, the Bloomberg reports. When I
2: yeah, when I head to the when I head to the private jet. Wing of BWI. I'll I'll uh, see what we we can find. Yeah,
0: yeah, just some fact finding stuff. Don't go too crazy. Yeah, Spenny, really Spenny
1: we can call him the Big Latka. Well, half of you can, right? Well, he's Spenny the, and I together, I think, make one Jew. He's the big pastrami. Half, isn't it? He's <laughs> yeah, the big pastrami.
3: Yeah, you're I'm a half. half. I'm a half. Oh, oh half half half. Well, Okay, I thought you were full. Yeah, Yes, so right.
1: us together okay. right. make one Jew. Okay, fair. Like, hey, listen together. Is... What a fine
0: looking Jew. It's not for me to say. That's that's up to you guys.
2: Yeah, I'm gonna make no judgment there. Happy Hanukkah to both of you. Thank yeah. you, thank you, Taylor. I appreciate. That. <laughs> let me be, and let me be the first. <laughs> a,
3: Mar- a Maryland you. University graduate, much better than a Harvard or a Penn or a uh, <sighs> University of Maryland. But you know, yeah. You, you yeah, say Maryland yeah. University? Did you say that? University?
2: Any, any day <laughs> <you> just say that? <laughs> oh, oh, that's the big fuck up. Oh. <laughs> By the way, yeah. By the way, what what you said is correct. What a tough week for those people. I mean, (laughs) Jesus. Fucking losers. Not sure we need to go down that. Uh, Banks. (laughs) That's the Patreon. Yeah.
4: Yeah. Uh, We're going with the bye week. The bye week win. I'm sure Spenny and Jake have covered it ad nauseum uh, this week. But uh, what a NFL Sunday and Monday uh, for the Baltimore Ravens just kind of sitting at home and watching ball and watching all the chips kind of fall in their favor. Uh, so the runway's all in front of them to do some special stuff here, you know, in December, early January. Um, gosh, I've been playing with the New York Times. I, that should actually be my pick. Maybe it is. New York Times playoff predictor. You click around the buttons, you get the percentages going. It's one of my favorite things to do every December. Um, I like our picture right now. Past couple of years, it's been a little bit of a dire, hopeful, like, mm, here's all the pieces and here's how it could work where things could fall in our favor. Let's hope hope for the best here it's like here's all the fun things can that can happen
0: i mean eric not a big fan of the new york times from from what he's had in the group chat the last couple of years
2: i was gonna say i hope your boy djt doesn't hear you talking like that Banks. yeah that's <laughs> things are he's seen the golf
1: cart video with, with yeah. him yes. <laughs> <laughs> unbelievable
0: Oh, and then the, uh, the one when he was like looking at his iPad at the dinner table and like people were like photoshopping. Oh, like,
1: someone's like, I got to see his Spotify wrapped.
2: What do you out. RDT oh, had, had Spotify wrapped 48. in this category last week. That was his Nick Minaj medley, Spotify wrapped. Oh, yeah, of course, of course. But
1: a
0: lot of posting in there, I'm, I'm guessing.
1: He was number two, I think. OK,
2: he was up there. Yeah, he was. He was too.
0: No, uh, I, I listened to that. I had to. I had to edit it. So I, I don't know why I don't remember, but I don't.
2: <laughs> the the t- the time person of the year was my number one artist. I don't know if you want to talk about that.
0: Is that your Maryland woman of the
2: week? No, my dads and dads my, out there. My Nick Hinder medley. Yeah, that is, what a bizarre, the interesting thing that was. My Nick Hinder medley uh, is one I meant to do last week or two weeks ago. And I'm just gonna get it out now. Um, one of the all-time great viral moments in pro wrestling in a long time the return of CM Punk at Survivor Series um absolutely electric and pro wrestling is hot 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 as we head on the road to WrestleMania some tremendous stuff coming out of there uh they've gotten a the Vince McMahon influence out of there a little bit with the sale and boy they're booking a hot product right now so for all my pro wrestling people out there woo we are we are we are in a great place as we head towards the best point of the wrestling season which is royal rumble onwards towards wrestlemania which is in philly so very i'm sure there will be a lot of people from in this area that go is, uh there. is
0: tony khan's feet gonna get held to the fire for this jacksonville jaguars uh embezzlement
2: scandal, scandal. that's a great yeah <laughs> speaking of, yeah owner of AEW, another pro wrestling promotion for those unaware yeah that's crazy that's crazy and they are very distant so second out of wwe they kind of got married in the last the year yeah yeah. How about that? Yeah, that's crazy. Tony Khan. So that's mine. Pro wrestling style. Only,
3: only a Calvert Hall man could segue perfectly from being condescending about Taylor Swift into pro wrestling. I just want to throw that out there. Thank He's you. a man,
0: man of intellect, man of honor. Faith,
3: man. man
2: of integrity. Yep. You're not a hope. man. You're
0: but not a man for others, though.
2: <laughs> no, no. No, no, no. and I did know. on this show, I will say I did a apo- I did apologize for Calvert Hall losing a little. I just want to reiterate my accountability there. Well, the Mike, 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 Mike
0: Luke is pumping his fists right now, listening to this. So yeah,
2: yeah, there's, yeah. yeah. But not much for me to say there. I they got I
0: run all over by that Worthington fella. He was good. Mm. Worthington, Worthington. I wonder. Another, another gra- got to be running in those circles with you and Rubenstein. I think last name
1: Worthington. <laughs> yeah, yeah
2: the tonight, baby. Yep. Another uh, another great sporting event at Johnny United Stadium, Towson University, on all-time place. Love it. Yeah. So that's what I got. That's 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 it. We're not doing a draft, so that's kind. Of, those are those are kind of the segments. Unless anybody has a hot take to throw out there, but I feel like we got the takes off in the. You have any you, you have any golf takes, Banks? You want to talk John Rom real quick before we get out of here?
4: That's like the story of sports today. He took the bag. I mean, I don't know what what else more to say about it. It's pretty. It's seems like a telltale sign that this deal by twelve thirty one is just not happening.
0: Or by is. Or is it it because he was saying pretty unequivocally today, I want to keep playing on the PGA Tour. I want to play on the Ryder Cup. And if there was one ship in like the whole negotiations that could be like, all right, let's just get this shit done and get these guys playing together. John Rom would be like one of the top two or three.
4: This feels like a bad faith move by Liv if they're looking to agree, right? Like
0: maybe, but it could be a sign that they're getting to that point because maybe he's just going to go over there and then they'll just figure it out and be like, all right, I'll play live here. And then we'll, we'll schedule the weeks as they have been and they won't interfere. And they DJ tour and like, it's all, it's, we're so early in this thing still, but I don't know. It's, I don't know. It, it's it. I, I love John Rami. He's one of my favorite players, but like to go from pledging your fealty, which is literally a direct quote. I pledge my fealty to the PGA tour to this is
2: it's mm-hmm. weird. A little weird. The I I don't understand why any of these guys that are not maybe like the Rory's of the world went that hard and pledging their loyalty to anything. Like, why would you have been like, oh, my God, I will, you know, stand on the volcano and dive into the lava for the PGA Tour or live? Like, why would you do it on either side? Like, just don't talk yourself into a corner to where he can easily just take in the bag here and then be playing on the PGA Tour in three months based on how this is going. That's yeah. I mean, those guys just. Didn't yes. do good PR. Yeah. A lot of those guys just did not do good PR. Pro yeah, I mean, golfers getting really cocky.
3: That's crazy.
0: Well, yeah, that's what David Fardy did. He was like, "We're I'm doing this shit for the money." Like I, I literally don't care. And like I think some players did that too. They're just like, "Yeah, let's not." Oh, Harold Varner
3: did that. He was like, "I whatever. I'm, I'm just literally doing it just for the money." So more people. Our, are our pro golf, our high level pro golfers, like the the, the king of the jungle. Of pro athletes. The Rom.
4: The Rom Norman picture yeah. hit about an hour ago. It's just incredible. Photo. Norman Greg photo in that comes out every time somebody joins, just makes me laugh.
0: Greg. Yeah. Greg, Greg has been persona non grata. I we were talking before we got going. I have not seen hide nor hair of that dude uh, or other, you know, extraneous uh, body parts in a long time. And now he's back. And I don't know, like, is he going to be ousted at the end of the year? It seems like Jay Monahan is going to be on the PGA tour side. You got tiger releasing statements today just a, a terrible look all around. The product is just getting worse for fans and a small group of people at the top are getting their pockets.
2: Absolutely. Lined. So By the way, cool. tiger is so clearly the commissioner of the PGA tour right now. <laughs>
0: so I think, I think, uh, I think Patrick think actually is. So maybe look, oh,
4: there you go. <laughs> the, the tiger tweeting about two hours ago, the letter that the committee or whatever sent out a week ago, as if it was a fresh new statement today. <laughs> A little bizarre and a little bit like, oh this doesn't look good." It's not good. Yeah,
0: it's not good.
2: And well, eight hours—the th- only thing the PGA Tour tweeted today is eight hours ago, a the Thagala clip.
0: <laughs> <laughs> what? A, what a sport! What a fucking sport, man! What? A, what a what a cool sport we got here. Cool yeah. professional. Oh, and a, Rose Zang,
2: and a Rose Zang clip randomly.
4: Yeah. Well, they've got the Grant Thornton event. This Who's
2: week. Rose Zang playing with in this? Do
0: we know? All I know is Tony, uh, yeah. and, uh, you know, Nelly are together. I, I saw that. Too. I saw them on the dais together. But
2: PGA tour Twitter referred to them as team Finelli.
0: We, we <laughs> gotta get you in there, man. We, you gotta, we gotta get somebody with some real acumen to, to spice that thing up. That has been a decade coming. Somebody has got to get in there and mix things up behind the moat because the PGA <laughs> tour Twitter not great, and they have the a. Funny
2: month. part is when when Live started, I was like, "Oh, they're gonna like ramp it." They must know the hardcore golf fans' concerns with like the PGA Tour social and their presence, and everything. And then the Live Golf social is sort of just like kind of it's blah. Just, it's a worse version of it. It's lit. It's just a watered down. So bizarre. Yeah. I don't I, I thought they were going to be like super edgy and make it interesting and they just didn't do anything. They're just like bad hype videos and like it's very standard. So. All of this
0: is just conversations in a conference room between 45-year-olds that don't know what they're talking about. Probably it's true. literally this what this entire professional sport has devolved into for the last 2 years.
3: It was already it was already going there, but 45 is not the number by the way. That's a ter- that's a bad 51, 51, you're right. 68.
2: <laughs> that's too old. Do we and what the do only you the
1: other
2: you're do, right, we you're think, right. do we think the Orioles sign anyone to a four plus year deal in the free agency window here? No. Not four,
0: no. They I think they'll make a bigger signing though than Kimbrell.
2: Yeah. Four, four, four four's the long, the name. Over four is a
0: long time. Who's the next It's not Eduardo Rodriguez We know that. No, it's not. Yeah, that was kind of the one I was monitoring. Uh Shohei Otani, I'll just throw that out there. I
3: think that I don't, I don't Shohei know. just goes to Azumi every single night maybe uh, yeah maybe, uh, he probably wants some americans is like the word i feel like a very terrible japanese culture city like the, the well, what makes you say know. that what is it well, there's nothing here yeah there's nothing here a little
0: sarcasm there Sorry. all
3: right all right all right, all right. i'm watching i'm watching i'm watching mitch
2: the dog trubisky right now as well
0: so. all right what a bad game yeah. Any more? Uh, any more segments to plow through here? Anything else we got?
2: No, that's it. Unless he's got a, de- unless Banks got a dead or alive, which Ooh. we haven't done in about four months. Uh, Julie, Julie Andrews.
3: Ooh. Dead. dead. Dead.
0: Alive. I'll go
3: against the grain. Mm, that was like a. That was a. F- Speaking of having one in the chamber, I'm going to go with alive. Dead. Dead. I think dead. 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 Definitely dead. Definitely dead.
2: It's She's close. Alive. Fuck. Oh. Uh, yeah. 88. She's 88. Fuck. I oh, she's in involved with the sound of music. Passed away recently, and that was what was in my head. I guess she's not. a
0: dame. She's Dame Julie Andrews. Good for her. Yeah.
2: She's dead
1: to yeah. me. So. Oh my gosh. Come on. Wow.
0: Boo. Wow, was she in the Crown in one of these most more recent seasons? Maybe not. Was she? Was in the Crown? Was she? I'm asking. I, I'm. I'm trying to look it up right now.
2: Oh, she's the voice of Lady Whistledown in Bridgerton. I forgot about that. A oh,
4: Wikipedia pic- picture of her in 2013. I mean, 878. Hmm. So, so her,
1: her, but not Jana Kramer?
4: I mean, I just don't. Okay, I don't do it, okay, okay. okay. I
1: just Okay. I, I don't we get with all the fuck about. We could play a,
0: game, can play a sure. game involving her, Jana Kramer, and Dolly Parton. What do you think? We're devolving. Game. Oh, we're devolving.
4: We're devolving. <laughs> worth discussing. I got i get it with Dolly. Like I there's some there's some substance there. There's something to bite off. There's Jennifer, a threat. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> she got a great ass.
3: <laughs> oh. <laughs> yeah, let I me mean, end the show. <laughs> The man with the mustache sitting in the corner for the last twenty two minutes
1: 88 year old That reminds me of the time I was at a party and we were talking, we were watching college basketball and something happened. and, and uh, like this guy that we didn't really know was on the couch like a couple seats over and like looked at us and was like, Pat Summit, I would. And we' were like, what, what the s- fuck are you talking about?
0: So that's a ba- that's a bags of sand moment right there. It for, was wild. Like,
1: I think yeah. it was like, Maybe it was on like the ESPN crawl where it was like, "Oh, she had just been like diagnosed with
2: dementia," and he's like, "I would." We we're like, "Somebody All right. needs. Someone needs." I mean, this is. These are questions for Stephen A. These are questions yeah. for our guy Stephen A. Yeah,
0: don't get that. Don't get that guy in a, a loyalist Chicago watch party because God knows.
2: Oh, That'll, do it. That'll do it for the episode today. Once the Stephen A. talk starts,
1: all right. Well,
0: no, we appreciate Stephen A.'s you
2: on. A, wait a minute. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Stephen A. is on a, an absolute heater. And RTT, your hate for this guy is so bad.
0: You know what's so funny bad. about that clip that you put in the group chat of Stephen A. talking about eating ass is that it goes around. <laughs> it's like a decade old at this point. It goes around every couple of years. I remember Deadspin like put it out like five years ago that like it caught traction. Maybe three. But years he ago. Had,
2: he had one today about he of was like. He had one. The, he was like defining, he was like defining whether you like, like, like natural or fake. And then he was like going through what it was like to be a heart. He's just ridiculous. It's, this guy is like between him and McAfee, who are now the two biggest personalities in ESPN. They must say so many things that the Disney executives are like, Oh my God. Oh my God. But you can't get rid of them because they, they essentially carry the entire day of programming for the entire. Well, day. I know
0: uh, Eric loved the, uh, the cars, uh, uh, debate that went on on Stephen A. I, I don't know if that was on ESPN or Mad Dog Radio or what, but that was electric radio. Definitely not pre-planned.
1: No, no, not yeah. at all. All authentic. So authentic. Did you guys see RG3 jump into the pool in his suit? He's so fucking zany. He's yeah, wild. You That's our guy. That guy. That's He's our guy. crazy, man. That's Raven's legend.
3: All yeah. right, all right, all right. To end the, show, end, the, end, the, end the show, I'm not having a debate on why RG3 is authentically zany with Eric right now. We'll, we'll <laughs> so zany and, like, success, off my. the wall. Let's not pretend, like, RG3's horniness for his wife isn't fucking zany, Eric. Let's not pretend, like, that's not hilarious. He's so just, like, crazy. And by the
0: way, crazy. Spenny and I saw her up close very pregnant at Raven's camp, like, four years ago. Greta? Yeah, I get it. Yeah, Greta. I, can't, I can never say grid. it like PFT does. Grit is one. Grit is the other one. Grit Sadiko. Okay. Is that all we got? That's all we got. Okay. Well, thank you guys for indulging us there in that last 10 minutes that went from- <laughs> rails. I think we went from Dolph to Dolly Parton to Dame uh, uh, Julie Andrews to uh, Cars to Stephen A. Smith eating ass. Uh, much appreciated. Uh, hope you guys enjoyed. I'm talking a little Orioles. Good to get an Orioles deep dive in here in December. Thank you very much to our guy Rubenstein for that. Uh, and we'll have plenty more on that. I'm sure as this continues to develop, I think that was just kind of the first domino to fall here in what is going to be hopefully a long process of the team being sold to him. So stay tuned for all that. Stay tuned for more Ravens talk. If you're listening to this right now or watching it, you can flip over, uh, to our video slash podcast that we did on the Rams game. That's coming up. Spenny and I sat down did a nice, nice beefy preview of that. So tune on into it. If you want to get your Ravens fix. Thank you guys as always for listening and watching on YouTube. Go ahead and subscribe to our YouTube channel if you're not already. Like these videos, throw a comment in there, get that algorithm pumping for us. It all helps. You can find us on social media at Exit Fifty Two Podcast. That is on Twitter, Instagram, TikTok, all of them. I am at Jake Luke. That's L O U Q U E. Taylor is at Taylor Smythe Ten. Spenny is at Ravens Four Dummies. That is the number four in the middle there. Brian at Barstool Banks and Eric Rubenstein is at EDI TTI T I twenty two. Exciting times in birdland, indeed. And we will talk to you guys again on Sunday night. See you.